0: Welcome to The Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to The Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in southern Idaho. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for FCA here in Idaho. And with me in the studio today is the head coach, head volleyball coach at Napa Christian, Curtis Johnson. Curtis, it's great to have you in the studio today. Hey, thanks for having me, Ken. Super excited about. Well, Coach, uh, I know we've known each other for a few years, and uh, I just love your passion about life and for Christ, and and uh, also for coaching. And uh, so, I know we want to talk about that, and uh, we um, just appreciate you spending uh, taking the time to be in here today. Yeah. So. And
0: how how long have you been there at Napa Christian Coaching? This will be my fourth season coaching volleyball, but I previously was coaching golf there. So this will be my seventh year at Napa Christian coaching in some facet. Wow. And then and then you teach in the Napa school district. Yeah, right? I teach at Park Ridge Elementary. Yep, K five P E, best job in the world. <laughs> wow. How long have you been doing that? Um coming up on my thirteenth year. Wow. So yeah. And I, and I love it. Love every, you know, I, I always tell people, my mentor teachers, I say, you know, if you want to be a coach, teach at elementary PE because the kids want to be there and then coach varsity athletics because the kids want to be there. So it's a great fit.
1: Yeah. I remember those, those PE days. I'm sure you do too. Oh. When you were a kid. Oh and, yeah. Uh, There's so many fun things that, that you can do and, and uh, get involved with different sports and and just that excitement. Those, oh yeah, those are fun times. I'm
0: sure you have a lot of a lot of fun teaching. Oh, and just the energy from the kids is contagious. That's what I love about being around the little kids. Is the energy run hot all the time, and so you can't help but uh, just get excited. So it's fun. A lot of fun. Where, did you teach before that? Uh, before no, Parkridge. No, that's my my first uh, teaching job and my only teaching job. So it took me a little longer to get through school than most, but <laughs> I finished the race. It just took a little longer. Where did you go to college at? And so I started at NNU, and I, I took a little high a little bit when my dad had gotten sick and so when i decided to get back in finally i uh finished up at boise state it was uh-huh. a little cheaper you know and and i was kind of having to to be able to support it myself so i had to look at the financial piece and right but it worked out you know it definitely worked out for you know part of god's plan i think there and and didn't see it when i was in it but it worked out it was good oh that's neat any coaching before you your coaching at that nebra Christian? oh yeah i've been coaching i think now going on my 18th uh 18th year. It was funny when I was there. Doctor Bill at Boise State said, "Hey, you got to market yourself uh, if you want to get a teaching job. PE jobs are hard to find." He said, "So get in the schools and start coaching now where you're going to college." And, uh, and so that's what I did. In fact, uh, one of my buddies, Jared Wang, said, "Hey," went and told Jared Slager, who had just finished at U of O coaching, came back to S- South Middle School in, in Nampa. There, <laughs> said, "Hey, I got this guy who you know you should hire. He's energetic, loves kids." And, uh, Jared still remembers that day. He's like, this guy's crazy, but, uh, he took a chance on me. He took wow. a chance on me and, uh, the rest is history, but, uh, it's pretty cool. Wow. That's neat. Yeah.
1: Well, Curtis, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up where you grew up and I know you're from Oregon originally and, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about that. And
0: yeah, I grew up in uh, Redmond, Oregon. Uh, I couldn't think of it as Hickville. Um, definitely, uh, a lot of cowboys and, Uh, Just me and my pops. My brothers were a lot older than me, so it was just me and my dad growing up. And I I loved sports from an early age. They didn't have youth sports like we do now. In fact, the first experience we could have would be fourth grade would be basketball. Uh, Didn't have any peewee football or anything like that, but uh, played everything. Uh, Middle school all the way through uh, into high school. You know, I think football and basketball were my two main sports. And then played a lot of baseball growing up. And uh, a little track and a little golf, just try to you know a little bit of everything.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, just because it was fun. I loved. For me, I'll tell you, uh, sports in high school was saving grace as far as keeping my grades up. I mean, didn't love school, but I loved sports, and I knew that if I was going to get to to go to practice and play, that <laughs> I would have to keep my grades up. So I loved that accountability piece. Yeah. And so, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a great experience. And then my junior year, I had to move uh, move away to Enterprise, Oregon. Uh, very small school, you know, going from a big school to a small school, different dynamic. But I guess the best part was I was just an average athlete in the big school. And so when I went to that sm- small school, I became a pretty good athlete just because of default of numbers. So Well, those are both
1: very <laughs> unique places, too. Redmond's beautiful area yeah. and similar climate is is here. And yep. then Enterprise up oh, there by, yeah. uh, you know, kind of vacation area and yeah. beautiful mountains and beautiful lake up there. How was
0: that transition going from Redmond? Well, at first, I'll tell you. I mean, it was. uh, I just met my who's my wife now. I just met her in Redmond right before I left, and I thought my world was crashing to an end. Uh, We'd only been, you know, liking each other for six months, but. Uh, she was the first one I thought I really liked, you know, and so Uh you can imagine when you're a teenager. And you pulled away. (laughs) Yeah, he pulled away. I thought, that's when I see my world's coming to an end. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, it's just beginning. Uh, The old man knew what he was talking about, but in the midst of the storm, you know, you don't see it that way when you're a kid, but, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. It went from a, a big school with, with, The group that I was, in fact, I'll tell you this, the the six kids I hung around in Redmond, only one of those kids graduated. The other five never finished high school. Hmm. Uh, So for me to get out of there was a God thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. To go to Enterprise, where I think 39 of the 42 kids I graduated with went to college. Hmm. So I went to college because everyone else was going, so I thought I better find somewhere to go. Right. And then uh, I was going to the Nazarene Church there, and we came down to NNC at the time uh, for a conference. And I thought, this is a cool campus, you know? Yeah. I got to meet some of the professors. And, right. and at that time, they had a JV basketball program going on. They were getting ready to start that. And I thought, hey, I could find my niche here. And, uh, of course, God opened the doors for that to happen. And wow, that was pretty cool. That's great. So um, what sports did you focus on in high school? Uh, definitely uh, football, basketball. But basketball was the one that uh, had there been baseball and enterprise, I'm sure I would have focused on that. They didn't have that. But put all my energy into basketball, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's what I loved and enjoyed the most. And, right. you know. And so I spent the most time doing that, for sure.
1: Well, that's cool. And that it's it kind of got you to NNU, both it, being going to the Nazarene Church, but then also yeah. being involved in basketball well, and, and the JV program yeah. there.
0: Well, what I realized when I got there was what, I thought it was pretty good until I got to NNU, and I thought – I'm not very good. <laughs> God humbled me and said, hey. And so I had a tough decision making. I could grind out that JV program or I could focus on my studies because I wasn't the best student. You know, I mean, I'd gotten better once I went to Enterprise for sure. But uh, I thought I waited out and, and God said, you know, you better focus on your studies because there's not a basketball career. In your future, <laughs> you know you can join the team, but you're not going anywhere. And I could see that, and so I said, you know what, you're right. I'm going to focus uh, focus on school. and And my freshman year, I, I think I had a 3.5. Wow! Which for me was that was like a, a grand slam for me. So uh, that was that was big. You and, can see God's hand in that. Oh man, absolutely. But I, I remember working hard. You know, I really I studied and thought this is you know different than my high school working habits. You know, but right. I knew if I was going to get through this, I was going to have to yeah. you know buck up, and so. Huh. It was good. It was it to be re- surrounded by some awesome kids there, you yeah. know, and it'd be so Christ centered. It was, it was a different environment than I was used to.
1: Yeah. Well, that's neat. Um, Curtis, how did you, um, you, you mentioned you're going to the Nazarene church. You're going to church there on Enterprise. Yeah. How did you come to Christ? And was that, would
0: that happen in Redmond prior to that? or and It sure did. In fact, um. You know, my dad tried to get me to go to church. He was a butcher at Safeway. But the problem was, is he had to work every Sunday. And so, you know, church was left up to me whether I wanted to go or not. And when you're a kid, there's so many other distractions, uh, you know, the things you'd rather do. And so I wasn't plugged in. But uh, when I met Lori um, at Youth Group at the Free Methodist Church there in Redmond, um, and we started to like each other she was she 's a pastor 's kid, and so she was at church all the time, so I found myself going to church on Wednesday, you know Saturday morning, Sunday morning, <laughs> Sunday night. I mean I was there five days a week, and so um which was awesome. you know, I was there for her for sure you know uh-huh. i wasn't there to you know to be to find Jesus, but they had a thing called the freedom team that came through, these guys that break bricks and stuff oh yeah and and i I still remember like it was yesterday, and just to watch these guys, God use these guys. To at that time, you know, I'm a teenager, and I'm like watching this stuff. This is cool. And then they make the altar call, you know, and and just felt totally moved and said, you know, wow. I, I got to get serious about this. And wow, got baptized at 16 years old, and and uh, that's when I said, you know, I'm, I'm all in for Christ, you know, and and I wish I could say it was a perfect road from there, but uh, that's what started the journey and got me right. on the right path and and helped me to uh, keep my eyes more on God than the world for sure.
1: Wow. Well, that's a neat, that's a neat story. And I know you go to Deer Flat. Yeah, Free Deer, Deer now, Flat, so I, hello.
0: Yeah, that's the best place. I'll tell you, I love Deer Flat.
1: I love it. I know a lot of great folks that go over there. Yeah. Heard some, you know, just, I know it's a great, healthy place. It is. You know, for
0: a long time. Remember, yeah. So Yeah, I'm very blessed over there at Deer Flat. It's, it's uh, Pastor Dave. Uh, he blows that place up for Jesus he uh, yeah. you know good things come in small packages <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's neat yeah well I know you, you talked about a little bit about Jared getting involved in coaching over there Napa, at Napa South yeah in, uh, South Junior High in Napa and uh, I, I know you like you said you've been the head volleyball coach at Napa Christian for the last four years tell us how yeah. how did you get you, you had a love for football and basketball yeah. you were involved in track um, you know you came to to play basketball in and you yeah. how did you how did this transition? How did you get involved in volleyball and <laughs> how did that how did you how did this love for volleyball uh, come about?
0: Well, the first coaching job I got was volleyball with Jared Slager at South because he was doing the a team and I, he goes, hey, I need a B coach. I said, I know nothing about volleyball and He goes, yeah, but you're you're an athlete. I said, yes, I was. He goes, just take some of the stuff you learned and you'll be fine. <laughs> so I look back at that moment and and think, man actually you know, did some silly things, but some of those things made sense from an athlete, you know, athletic standpoint. But uh, So I coached everything that first couple of years at, at South Middle School. Um, truthfully, I always thought I was going to be a head basketball coach. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, I'm going to get a head basketball coach job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Girls or boys, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a few years there. He went over to caldwell Syringa for a little bit. And then Columbia opened up. Columbia High School opened up. And me and my wife got an opportunity to coach the JV volleyball team together. And I thought, how cool would that be to coach together? So was she a volleyball player? Yeah, she was a volleyball player. Oh, yeah, she I was always, yeah. In fact, she happened, she, you <coughs> know, she helped Murphy over at Skyview for a couple of years before we took that job at Columbia together. Um, but that's when I, I really thought, man, I'm, I'm doing this. Of course, I coached basketball at Columbia too. Um, Cause I still thought that was the spot where I was going to be me personally. You know, I thought that's where I want to go. And, uh, few years at, at Columbia and then Jared called me and said listen I, I've been at uh, NNU now for a couple of years and he goes I, I needed another assistant mm-hmm. and I thought I didn't feel adequate I'm like there's no way I mean, I've been coaching volleyball a little bit but not at that level mm-hmm. and he told me he's like Curtis listen the stuff that you're doing isn't any different he goes it's the same serving and passing those are the two skills that you know mm-hmm. mean everything at this level and he goes, you're great at connecting with kids. And he goes, you have something to offer. And I'll tell you what, I, I, it was a step, a leap of faith because I definitely felt my, my knowledge and just didn't grow up playing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to spend two seasons over there. And I'll never forget, after season one, the head basketball job opened up at Columbia. And, uh, and I prayed about it. And God said, no, that's not the job for you. And mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought that was God opening a door. And uh, wow, that was tough. So and you so, heard God say, wait. Wait. And here's ironic. I go back. I do another year at NNU. And then the very following year, he uh, opens the volleyball job at Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, the, the, my training at NNU has set me up for this job, I thought, you know, for sure. And so and got the job, and, and I went through it for a year. And you know, Ken, that the running a program at the high school, you're in charge of everything from there all the way down to the middle school if you're going to do it right. And we just had our, you know, just get ready to have our, our son or just had our son, Tice. And and, um, and I realized, I thought, this is the wrong season for me to do this at mm. this level. Wow. Um, because you, 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 if you want to be successful, you're devoting a lot of time to that. Right. And so God just, God just spoke to me. He said, listen, Chris, I don't want you to leave the program because you have something to offer. And so I got on the phone with Cass Herps at East and I said, listen, Cass, I said, it's not my time here. I said, my time, but I don't want to leave the program because mm-hmm. I don't want to bail on these kids. And I said, is there something I can do at East? She goes, Curtis, I will open a job for you. Wow. And I went back to East where, you know, the middle school program is where you we have to build your foundation anyways, you know, as a coach. Right. And I poured into that for four years. Wow. For four years, I pour, poured in and had some, a lot of success. Got to coach a lot of phenomenal kids who have gone on and, and you know, played for Murphy at Skyview and have gone on to play, you know, Division One volleyball. And so I got to be around some awesome kids, you yeah. know, talent-wise. Yeah. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. So to go up the ladder and then back down was really helped me, helped me, you know, for perspective of what's important and and then um, I'll be honest. Oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that was really humbling at yeah. some point, but at the same time, oh, yeah. you had to you had to really uh, hear from the Lord about what he was saying to you and go, yes. yeah, okay, Lord, I submit to this. And that's oh, that hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what where you are at in life or what kind of job or what profession. It's like, you know, we, we do want to do better we want to
0: excel we want to get to the next level and whether it's whatever it might be right and here i'm going down right i'm going from the top and i'm working my way down the ladder and it was humbling but at the same time once you know god's in control and he opens these doors and you hear his voice it's like okay well i finished that fourth year and And I was just at a point where I was like, I'm investing in a program where my kids will never be because they just get ready to start at Nampa Christian, my daughter. Gotcha. And I thought, and I went to Lindsey Grant, who was the head coach at at, uh, Nampa Christian. I said, listen, Lindsey, I said, next year, if you need any help at the middle school, whatever, I'd love to come over. I said, my daughter's here. You know, I'd like to invest in a program where my daughter's going to get to be a part of, which is easy for your own kids. You know, you understand that. And and two weeks later... um, Lindsay grant and her husband got a job over at weezer and and they're moving over there and and uh it's funny because i was i told god i said i'm gonna take a break you've called me to take a break i'm gonna do it and i said the only way i would even consider that job at nanford christian is if you speak through my wife wow and it was the most amazing thing i talk about god opening doors um if i get emotional sorry um three days go by and she comes to me she says honey are you gonna uh even think about that job at Nampa Christian, because she was starting to to teach there now. And I said, well, no, not really. I said, I told you I was going to take a break, you know, and I really want to invest here. And she goes, I said, well, what do you think? She goes, are you kidding me? You have an opportunity to... Do it the right way with God mm-hmm. and at the forefront and right. be where my, our daughter is. She right. says, to me, it's a no-brainer. I said, well, if I have your blessing. And when she <laughs> said yes, I, I literally jumped through the roof. I thought, this is awesome. What an mm-hmm. opportunity, right? right? I remember getting so excited. And, of course, then you had to go through the interview process. And I'll tell you what. I sat around a table in the Ample Christian. There must have been t- 14 people there. You know, For this interview, I'm thinking this is high school volleyball, this isn't a football job, you know. But they're so serious about making sure that the person that's going to lead a the program there is Christ centered right. and has you know all the right intangibles and stuff that they want. And so, uh, you know, fortunately, I got the job obviously, and mm-hmm. uh, and that was pretty cool, right. you know. Um, but uh.
1: Well, I know you guys, and Napa Christian, has had a, a long line of success there. Oh man, you know on on the on the volleyball court, haven't they? You know, prior to you being there, and, oh man, and and since you've been the head coach, I know that you guys. Yeah. have— been in the hunt for state titles yeah. for for quite some time and how have things gone that on that side of things in your four years there
0: well so yeah my three first three years there you know we I come in and we have Megan Yed who's is one of the best players that ever probably come through the state of Idaho on any level um and she's playing in Utah now um had her and had some great kids around her and so I come in and they hadn't won the two, two previous years at state. In fact, I think they felt like they should have done better. Uh-huh. And so I thought, well, wow, there's pressure a little bit, but not really, because, you know, here I'm a new guy. Um, yeah, we were able to win state, you know, my first and second year, um, which is awesome because you hang those. I never got to do it as a player, hang a banner, you know, never got to be a part of that uh, or a coach. Um, there's definitely something, uh, you know, that competitiveness in you as a player and as a coach, that's awesome. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we got to the top um and then last year we we finished fourth uh which statistically is great i mean we lost five of our players from the previous year with Megan our setter our libero all the key components right wow. replacing all those and we win conference you know go to state and and all the things as a coach that you'd want to do uh on numbers and wins and losses point of view but can it felt it felt empty um it felt really empty and it was hard because i didn't know what it was i, I afterwards i was like why does that feel so empty? Because, I mean, really, it's, that's a successful season when you look at, look at wins and losses. Right, and so many other coaches or oh, teams at oh. any level will go, man, I wish we could be there. For those past three years, you're like, that. That is, a, you would take those three years anywhere, right? Right, right? And I'm like, God, what's going on? And, he, and, I, and I feel like I've heard the you know, Lord's voice a couple times in my life, but this was one when it was like just a neon light, bam, right in your face. He said, you're doing it the wrong way. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, they don't need you over there. They need me. I thought, what? They need you? I said, they're at a Christian school. He says, yes, but you have an opportunity to bring me to a level that they can experience me on a different level. Right. Because you, he said, what's different about your program? They can go to other schools and play great volleyball. But the one thing you can do, Curtis, there that you, you can't do at these other you know public schools is you can put me in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I thought... I mean, talk about a hammer just hit you on the head. Bam. (laughs) Wow. Talk about being humbled right here. I thought we were doing a pretty good job. The reason why it was empty is because we didn't have Christ at the forefront. right? And Ken, he said, listen, he told me, he says, you give me your first and your best. And you watch what I'll do to your program. Because he said, listen, you're going to have one or two kids leave your program every few years to go play volleyball. But you're going to have a bunch of kids leave your program who need to be a strong light and a huge flame for this world because it's very dark. Mm -hmm. And I need you to equip these young ladies to go out and blow up this world for me. Mm. I thought, you're exactly right. I've missed missed the mark. Wow. I missed the mark. And I'll tell you what, talk about a revelation. It was awesome because the first time I was humbled and felt inadequate. And I always talk to my kids, you have to get out of your comfort zone if you're going to grow as a player. Mm -hmm. And I've always preached that. And I thought, I've never really practiced it, but the spiritual piece for me is is not super comfortable because I, I didn't grow up in the, you know what I mean? It's like leading spiritually hasn't been easy. My wife grew up, you know, you know, going to a Christian school in a church with her dad being a pastor. So it's been easy for her uh, to model that. And so I thought, all right, God, I know you're going to equip me. You, you're going to put the right people in my life. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll tell you, four days after I made that commitment to say, you know what, we're, ch- we're going to flip this thing upside down. And I talked to my coaches. I get this email set apart volleyball camp i'm like what is this and i start reading to it's deb bradburn you know who's one of the greatest coaches i mean around in this valley on any level doesn't matter what volleyball football as far as doing the whole thing x's and o's the spiritual the mental piece the connection piece she does it better than anybody and she's our head volleyball coach at our camp that we have each summer and and when kids go to that fca camp they just talk about the volleyball piece how much they love it And so I get on the phone with her and she says, Curtis, we would, and the cool thing is she only like had eight people on that list of people she sent it out to. And I happened to be one of them. Wow. And that's a God thing. And then, and then we have her come in and, and Ken, I, I, I'm telling you, I had three kids that I thought I was already set on. These kids aren't going to make it my program because of their heart. Nothing to do with the X's and O's. just their heart wasn't in the right spot for them to be in my program, to be fruitful. And in three days, those kids flipped. Hmm. And it was mind blowing. I, I couldn't believe it. I think I've never seen. It's like a miracle. It was like a miracle. I've never it seen God work in three yeah. days in a volleyball camp. I mean, I'm a camp Nazi when it comes to camps, like how they should run and how do you get kids to get the most bang for their dollar. Right. Well, I always felt like me and Jared did a good job with camps X's and O's because being a P teacher, you can scaffold the you know scaffold the skills, but the spiritual piece. I'll tell you what. Deb Bradbury, the way she weaved that in, because I told her I need something spiritual. I said, you can go to a lot of camps around here, but no one does the spiritual piece. And I said, my kids need that. And so I'll tell you what, it was amazing um, to watch those kids' hearts flip. And then this last week, here we are at Columbia. They play in the morning, these JV kids. They're coming back at night, dressed down, ready to go, cheering our girls on. And these were the girls that weren't doing that before. They were not (laughs) investing in their teammates, (laughs) and they couldn't wait to invest. Wow. Um, it just—it's I amazing, mean, and God has just put all these things in place, saying, Kurt, "Just confirming, yes, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. You're doing mm-hmm. it right." And I know it's not going to be always be easy, but I mean, I'm to the point now to know that if we do it the right, we're going to give our first 30 minutes of practice to God. Mm-hmm. And some days that'll be devotions led by me. Some right. days it'll be by them. Sometimes it'll be coaches coming in from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that, and he goes, "Then focus on the connection piece with the girls, making those friendships." Yeah. And he goes, "Put the X's and O's last." And it's funny. This summer, all we talked about was investing, playing with joy, and we have played our best summer volleyball in the four years I've been there. I mean, we're going toe to toe with Rocky Mountain. <laughs> we have no business being on the court with those guys. Yeah, strong. Oh, super strong. Five April. Oh, you're talking top. They're going to be. They're going to be playing for a state championship this year. Wow. And here we are going toe to toe with them again. It's summer ball. Don't get me wrong, but still, just the, the amount of joy. I mean, we had we had a Centennial coach come over and say. I've never seen kids enjoy playing volleyball in the summer so much. I mean, I've never seen that. And yeah. I thought, this is it. How can we minister to the teams that come to our gym? Right. We can't minister. We, we're not going to have a Bible study. But if they watch the way we play and we play and carry ourselves differently because we're playing for the joy of the Lord, right? That's how we minister to. That's them. attractive. It's they, attractive, exactly. They, it's not persuading them. They're coming to you asking you questions. Exactly. Like why why one 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 coach or one parent can are you guys drinking red bulls or something i said no i said it's jesus i said i'll tell you about it later because it was in the middle between two sets but i said no we're just excited you know it's, it's mm-hmm. something we're trying to play in. and uh, and the best part is i used to try to fabricate the energy like hey we got to you know we have to cheer i haven't done any of it wow. it's them themselves so you know it's god speaking to their hearts so it's the holy
1: spirit working oh. in them through and that I mean, joy and you're seeing that joy yes come
0: as an expression outwardly of what God's doing on the inside. And they are genuinely loving playing together. That's the best part. And the kids on, on the sidelines are genuinely investing and enjoying pouring into their teammates. Wow. Because they can see what it's doing to them. I've, I've never experienced it. I mean, I was at ANU. I never experienced it like that. I've never... I've never seen it in any arena, in the sports arena like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been in worship service in the church, you know, and you feel that. Yeah. But to feel God working on the vo- – hey, listen, God, yeah. does, does Jesus love volleyball? No. But does he love the kids playing it? Absolutely. Yeah. He wants their hearts. Yeah. And so if, if we have to use vehicle as the vehicle to draw these kids closer to Jesus, right. then let's do it. Well, it sounds sure. like God is just
1: – transforming your coaching oh. yet again you know giving oh. you a new energy and an, a new purpose as I as you are describing that and uh, I know our listeners are, are feeling it as they're yeah. listening to these words and as you were talking there it reminded me of Matthew six thirty three: seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need that's out of the the yeah. NLT but uh, yeah. I know, different versions say a little differently but uh, I, I love that passage you know seeking God first and that's again that sounds like yeah there's those different phases that god yeah. brings us through in our life and yeah well curtis that's been so fun to just to hear about what god's been doing and how he's transforming your coaching and yeah. and how he's given you you know he's again reminded you the calling he has in your life and uh So thanks so much for taking time today to come in and share with with me and our listeners uh, about what God's doing. And not only with you, but at Napa Christian. So folks, we've been visiting today with uh, head volleyball coach over at Napa Christian High School, Curtis Johnson. Curtis, thanks again for being
0: on, on the air. Thanks for letting me share. I love it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening today.